Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. Yes, Jason and Wyatt back with you for another episode of Memory Jogger. Uh, Happy New Year to you, man. Yes, Happy New Year to you and our fellow listeners. How are you all doing out there? I hope you all had a good celebration, a safe, preferably warm celebration. I don't know about you, Jason, but we were a little on the frigid side up here in Mm -hmm. uh, south of the (laughs) Mason-Dixon. Yeah, it did dip down. It was cool. It was Pennsylvania cool, at least for Alabama around Christmas time. And uh, we had fires going in the fireplace, and for about a week there, we were down below freezing for several nights. So, I had a little blast of uh, PA weather down here in the south for that, and it has been warmer since the New Year's rolled around up near 70. So, yeah, it's so up and down down here, and that's why we get all the, the bad weather too, like tornadoes, a couple. Uh, just a few days ago came through and luckily uh, missed us, but uh, some other families, uh, you know, in the area, they were feeling it, but that's the way this, uh, this weather is cuckoo weather down here. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a technical term? (laughs) Yeah, that is a technical term. (laughs) Anyway, uh, good to be back on the air and uh, we're going to do a, memory jogger for you tonight we're going to do uh, one with the randomizer you don't know what's gonna get pulled here but we're gonna hit uh random here in just a minute i don't think uh, we had any feedback or anything uh in these past episodes have you seen anything uh, lately Wyatt? no i haven't seen anything from anybody okay uh, not even our friend bob so i don't yeah well a it, couple it, weeks yeah yeah people busy around the holidays traveling and uh, other things on the mind too, so that's fine. But uh, maybe we'll get a, a topic tonight that people will want to react to. So, are you ready to find out? Let's spin that wheel. Here we go. Ooh, <laughs> Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and or Micro Machines is the topic. Nice. Uh, something that you've been telling me you've been writing about lately so uh yeah uh, near and dear to our heart absolutely where do you want to go with this i'm thinking what was your first interaction with these little i don't know what cars i always called them what you probably know you were more of the hot wheels guy if i remember right i was more of the matchbox at least i seemed to have a little bit more if you balance the scales i think i had more matchbox than hot wheels yeah What about you? Yeah, I think it was pretty even. I might have more Hot Wheels than Matchbox. It really didn't matter to me off brand or, you know, either of those brands. I think those two were the titans of the era with all the play sets and tracks and everything that you could get uh, alongside the cars and the different kinds of cars and everything. But yeah, I, gosh, I don't know, uh, you know, when I started getting them, it was early on. Because I remember being 
back in Kerwinsville, across the street from where we lived, uh, was an older lady, and she was the grandmother of the girls that lived across the street that I interacted with some. Uh, she would babysit me some in the afternoons. Uh, mainly, if my memory serves me right, it was uh, after I got off of school, off the bus and came home, I, I went over to her house and would watch uh, TV, whatever, until my parents got home before I was old enough that they let me, you know, kind of hang out at the house by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called her Ma'am Ma'am. I do remember <laughs> that. Uh, she gave me some junk matchbox cars and i mean junk like you know the paint is scratched on them there's dents in them and all kinds of things that i think were her sons and so these went back to you know probably the 50s or 60s and the funny thing was those cars i would play with those all the time and then when my neighborhood friend tim would come down and we would play hot wheels together he would bring some cars. I, I had my cars. We'd kind of put them all together, and then we'd take turns picking which ones we wanted, and I'd pick some of his. He'd pick some of mine, and we'd put the rest as kind of a, a dealership, you know, and you could <laughs> trade in your car and you know, if you wanted to. But I remember distinctly those junkers being the first ones we were anxious to get. I don't know what it was about them. I think some of them had doors that opened and, you know, different things, but we wanted those clunkers first. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's an early memory. Uh, do you have anybody like in your family? Maybe you remember getting some for your birthday or Christmas or something that's kicked things off for you. I don't know where it started or how it started. I imagine it was probably, you know, a birthday Christmas and kind of just, bombarded me i guess just, <laughs> yeah uh, become a big thing but i didn't really have neighborhood friends that i played the cars with it was usually myself on occasion my sister but it was usually myself my fondest memory my favorite place to play these was in my mom's or our childhood home the the kitchen the reason being the carpet was this kind of red delicious apple background but it had lighter stripes all through it there was just random stripes except for this one stretch that i use as a two-lane highway because the lines were <laughs> like this i can't remember exactly if it was like a tan or like a beige or something it was completely oddball uh-huh. i mean you got a red background and you got this yellowish tannish stripe but it's completely the entire length of this carpet so i would turn that into a two-lane highway for my cars (laughs) and i would dump my cars out of this box and i'll as we go on we'll describe it but i would make this kind of like two parking lots like you were talking about jason except i had one on one side of the highway and one on the other side and they were all parallel to the highway except for i call it my parking lot but more like the kitchen parking lot. I would make a mm-hmm. two or three car pathway where they were actually perpendicular. So they just pull out and straight out onto this make-believe two-lane highway. Mm-hmm. And those cars would be the primary ones. I'd pick out all this these cars. I probably had upwards of close to 100 by then. <laughs> but I would only play seemingly with two or three as the main ones. I would, I won't say car 
car sales, but I would sort of swap them out. I'd pull out one from a uh, one of the parking lots every now and then to try to change it up. But mm-hmm. the primary two or three would just come out of here. And like you, I had the the ones that were more aged, dented up. Probably my own fault because I could never make them fit into the carriers, the Matchbox <laughs> carriers anyway. They never seemed to fit. If you remember, they were that they had that little insert shelf. Yeah, yeah. I had the tray or whatever. Almost like and a not, big lunchbox that opened up and then you had like two little trays inside. Right. And yeah. for some reason, I remember getting flustered because they never sat right. And I don't know if it was like they only fit Matchbox. So that was the only car that fit in there and not the Hot Wheel or yeah. something was about it. And I couldn't stand it. So I ended up with this box, uh, which was one of my Hot Wheel tracks box. I ended up finding another place for the Hot Wheel track and it became the storage for mm-hmm. all these cars. The downside is I never paid any attention to it because that's why my mom got me that matchbox carrier was that I was chipping and denting, really not <laughs> denting, they're pretty hard, but right, chipping yeah. away the paint off of these cars. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, you should have been paying attention. These cars could have been <laughs> worth, you know, two or three bucks versus the whatever they were back then. Yeah. Extended story, but that's that was my early and fondest memory because that was kind of a consistent area that i always played at whenever i dragged those cars yeah it was always nice to find carpet like that we didn't have anything like that it was all just regular carpet in our house which still could make for some pathways you know you brush the uh, carpet one way to make it a little bit lighter you know and that's a road but i had a, a basically two sets of cars one for inside one for outside and most of them were outside cars. There's only a few, maybe if they had rubber tires or, you know, something special about them. I kept them in my uh, gr- little garage, my stone go garage. But for the most part, I would uh, be playing outside in the driveway. We had a dirt driveway and that was perfect for making all kinds of roads and cities and whatever you wanted to make out there. And eventually I would take my stone go garage outside and we used it there but most of the time it was just making roads in the dirt and i would spend hours me and tim up the street we would spend hours in my driveway playing hot wheels and matchbox cars that way and i'd go up to his house and we'd play outside there some too and i remember playing inside a funny (laughs) funny story so near the end of me moving to clearfield after my parents got divorced and uh, dad sold the house. I remember having uh, a, a, a back and forth with Tim. I went up to his house and he came down to my house kind of that last day before we moved. And it was kind of dumb because, you know, we were only nine miles away. I could have went back to visit him. But for some reason, we just kind of lost touch after that day. But I left my stow-and-go garage and my cars at his house. Uh. And for some reason, I just slipped my mind. And I think I mentioned to dad a couple times, you know, I'm whatever at the time, 13, need to go back up to Tim's house and get my my garage. It never happened. So <laughs> that was one of the things I regretted. I, obviously, it was sad moving away, but I left my stone go garage and my best car is at Tim's house. <laughs> and just this past year. I had been looking at thrift stores, Goodwill, antique malls forever to find that Hot Wheels Stone Go garage. I had 
the notion to pull the trigger on eBay for years and they go for big bucks, especially with the box, but you're talking at least 50, 75 with the box over a hundred dollars. Like, ah, I don't want to spend that much. I'd rather find one in the wild. And they made, if you remember, they made several different ones. There was the gas station. There was the construction site. There was one with a train. Uh, There might've been three or four of them. Anyway, this year, just out of the blue, we're at a thrift store in Prattville and up under one of the clothes racks, they keep like little play sets and toys and things. And my wife saw it. I walked right past it. She said, is that something you want right there? I looked down. I immediately knew what it was. I didn't know which one it was, but turns out I opened it up and it was the gas station, which I had there, the service station. And the, the stickers were pretty bad. I cleaned it up. I ended up ordering stickers off of eBay and one of the little pegs. You know, I had the two pegs that folded out to hold up the top mm-hmm. tier. It was missing both of those so i ordered a set of pegs that i think were 3d printed and uh made it the thing look brand new and then, and then like within uh, probably two months maybe not even that i found another one at uh, another antique mall up in opelika that was similar to the service station it's more the city set up but it's basically that same mold with different stickers <laughs> it's got nice. the little tower with the i think it's the bank that goes up you, you pull it up like three stories and uh, instead of having the the like uh what do you call it when you put your wheels on and it rolls whatever the calibration <laughs> did not have the rollers up there or oh. did not have the little garage it had it was al's diner or something else you know it was something Oh, we'll alignment. We'll alignment. Yeah, just kind of the alignment and then things. Anyway, I found found one real soon after that. And I almost walked away from it. And then I looked at my wife. She looked at me and I was like, yeah, I better get it because I'm going to regret it later. (laughs) So now I have two of them. Plus, uh, I think maybe about three or four years ago, Target released the service station. They did a reproduction of it smaller size than the original but the same kind of functionality of that city and i ended up buying that i think that was maybe 25 or 30 bucks at the time but uh, that was the cheapest option instead of going vintage with those uh, hot wheel stone go garages but that was something i carried around i i stored my a lot of my cars in there and i did have one of those cases with the the little trays that you could put them in there. There were some cars, Hot Wheels seemed to have the crazy cars where Matchbox was more of the true to life cars, you know, Mm -hmm. replicas. So Hot Wheels, you'd get some crazy ones that were really long or really wide, maybe even taller than what those trays liked. And I understand that now I've uh, at a garage sale, I found a Hot Wheels uh, storage container like that and i have a lot of my pop culture cars in there now and you get like uh the yoda car and some of the star wars cars in there that are a little bit taller and weird it, it's still the same way so <laughs> nice. with the with the hot wheels but yeah what kind of I, now 
if memory serves me right, I remember being at your house there on Dory Street, up in the second floor there where your bedroom was, and you had a track or something that stretched, was it through the laundry room that was there, or there was a storage room maybe off your bedroom, and and kind of down towards the stairs there, you had like a track set up? So the track was probably that one that hot wheels track and we either extended it or did something else because i only had one track mm -hmm. uh, it was uh i was trying to look for it uh it was a a loop with a little tiny jump at mm -hmm. the end of the loop set and i think what we had done is we had propped something up a chair perhaps uh, <laughs> make it in higher. the hallway well to make it jump and then you know there's only what maybe a foot of track left after the little hop and i had that little step going into the hallway my to sort of paint a picture for my upstairs when you walked up the stairs on our left would have been my sister's room dead ahead was my parents master bedroom on the right where jason is talking about this little hallway if you turned right at the far end was my bedroom on the right was our only main or, or I call, I guess, full bath, one full bath bathroom. On the left, there was this little nook. In that nook, it was either shelves or a humidifier. It kind of rotated sometimes. And then there was a doorway out to our balcony. We were never allowed out, out in that balcony because it was supposedly not safe, rotted wood or something. But in that little hallway is where you and I played. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, I don't know how we had it rigged up to make the loop and the jump. But I think we found that we wanted to make another bump because mm -hmm. there was this only, I don't know, maybe a three or four inch step. It was not a big high step at all, but there was a small step to go up to that hallway. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, and you know, that's all you needed for little momentum for your cars you know right. your best cars that orange track that beautiful orange track <laughs> <laughs> with the little i don't know four inch connectors that they had underneath to make them connect. yeah 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 it's it's i think it's still pretty much the same and has been the same over the years as far as i i know they've added like the little boosters you can get now to really push the cars and, oh yeah you watch some of these people on YouTube that have set up a, a you know a Hot Wheels track around their house. It's pretty incredible, and they, they even have that uh, GoPro car now to set your little yep. GoPro camera on and and do uh, do Hot Wheels videos. But I think it's been pretty much the same over the years. Uh, I, I I don't know. It seems like they were a little more creative even back in the day with some of the cars that they produced compared to now and they still have some cool cars now but i think about one of my favorite types of cars were the crack ups mm -hmm. and the crack ups were the ones that had the rotating fender or back end front end there was different places even the roof where it would spin when you hit it to make it look like it was damaged you know and then you flip it back around and it would look shiny and new again or at least, you know, if you ran a car into it, it might look a little scratched. <laughs> but, right. but I remember having a few of those, and those were always some of our favorites, too, to pick when we were playing together. 
were those crack ups. And I thought they right. were so just cool in the design themselves and how it wasn't always the same location on the car that had the position that turned. So you might have a car that takes some damage on a door. And even uh, I, I have one that had a like camper top. It was like a truck with a camper top on the back and you would hit the back tailgate and the, the camper top would kind of flop up. So I thought that was cool. Just the way those, they made those cars. And I think they even had some play sets too around the crack ups, but do you remember did. those? I do. I think I had only one of those. I can't find it. Um, briefly between our move from Dory street, uh, which I lived there for almost 14 years to my stepdad's house there. And uh, if, you, if you follow us, you might hear me intermingle names. Frenchville was the post office was the closest to us. So you might hear me say Frenchville, or you might hear me call it Eden. Eden was the little farm country road section. I don't even want your, what you would call it, but we mm-hmm. lived out on a dirt road. Eden was our little nestle part. I know there was other areas, Goshen, um, mm-hmm. and some others. Some people might see on a map uh, if you're ever, if you're ever curious about our our history. That's how it was kind of played out. But yeah, we we lost. I lost a lot of my cars in that move, and I we had been unpacking, and I don't know how many months it had been. And all of a sudden, I said, "Where's all my Matchbox cars?" And my mom probably just almost had a heart failure there because I'm like, where'd they go? Did they come in the move? A lot of stuff, when the move happened, I, in rebellion, didn't want to move. I wanted to stay in my home, my little, you know, mm-hmm. home, childhood home. I didn't want to move. So I, I was reluctant to go uh, many times to get what I wanted. I had a, a General Lee poster that I remembered that I, I coveted and it stayed behind as far as I know, as well as the Duke's hazard curtains. Um, oh, and I thought, because I remember the look on my mom's face, I'm thinking those Maxbox cars got left behind. Well, then it took her a minute and she said, well, I had to give away a lot of stuff because I couldn't take everything. The house we moved into is a little bit smaller. So I'm like, Oh man, my General Lee's are in there. My Knight Rider, <laughs> my kit is in there. There's mm-hmm. this and there's that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I'm sure I sobbed for a little bit, but whatever. It was a, probably a good month or so. And all of a sudden, this gray tote bag, which was the original bag I used to tote them around in, appeared on my bed. And it was after school. And I'm, I, I'm like, what is this? I open it up. Oh, I, I don't think it was all of my cars, but it was the bulk of my cars. Mm-hmm. And perhaps she was intending to give it to friends or someone in the family. <laughs> but you were talking about the move, and that's what I I remember that, you know, this is one of my, I guess, truth be told, I, I am very attached to a lot of my toys. Obviously, I still have a lot of my toys, and we've talked about that numerous times. Mm-hmm. Some of it, especially like the Tonkas and the bigger um, like the Transformers and stuff, 
it wasn't just because of the nostalgia, the, the culture that of that. It was because I knew my dad worked really hard to earn the money to go get those gifts. So it's difficult even now looking at them going, well, the kids don't really play with them. This is not their thing. I could probably eBay it. I won't say I'd make a mint, but I could probably make a good chunk of change by selling what I have. But there's that sliver of, well, dad, you know, went way out of his way, working late nights and over all this stuff to make our Christmas a decent Christmas, you know, or, hey, I got Optimus this year. Oh, I know that thing was a pretty pretty penny back then, (laughs) you know. Uh So, again, it's hard for me to let things go on that basis. And the the matchbox cars, the the um, Legos, my Dukes of Hazard, the TV, I'll call it the TV show movie stuff, was hard as more sentimental to me because I play with that far more, and yeah. that sort of leads me into another question for you: Did you have any TV movie type cars, or at least did you have any that you mimicked? You know, maybe oh, you didn't yeah. have a maybe you didn't have the kit, but maybe you had a black uh, Pontiac or black yeah, car that you said, yeah. okay, this is my kit. Yeah. I, I think it was a, a Trans Am that I had. That was my kit. Hmm. And I, one of us, I don't know if it was you or Lee or somebody had the little launcher that was kit. That was, it was like a little tunnel. Yeah. That was, I remember playing with that and thinking that was like the coolest thing, but yeah. So I had, I had some army jeeps and things that you know was GI Joe and uh, I I want to say I had an Ertl A team van, but I, I I'm not sure if I <laughs> did or they had a bunch of conversion vans in the old Hot Wheels. They did. I remember them even having them at McDonald's as uh, Happy Meal toys, and that was really fun to get some of those. Uh, if you go out and Google Hot Wheels, McDonald's, you know, whatever, 1980s, you'll see like a menu or a <laughs> a poster they had of all the cars that you could get at McDonald's. And I do remember getting a few from there. But yeah, for the most part, I think it was more or less, all right, this black car is kid and this, you know, conversion van with this painting on the side that that'll be the a team and (laughs) make all that happen. But just briefly to bounce off what you were saying, going back and even doing some writing of my own now and thinking about Christmas's past and how much things were looking at the Sears catalog and what things were in there and how much I got, I'm like, wow. And, and knowing just how much my parents were making per hour Back in the day, I'm like, how did they afford some of this stuff? Right. Because I was a spoiled brat. Maybe not a brat, but I was spoiled <laughs> to death. I, I had a lot of things. And I remember in high school, there was a family. Uh, mom had a girlfriend, a friend of hers that was a girl. And uh, uh, she had a son that was a little bit younger than me that were needy. They were, you know, I wouldn't say they were poor, but he didn't have much. So my mom convinced me to give him my old toys and I did everything. I, I probably did too much. You know, I could have gave him, I had at the time castle Grayskull in the uh, Thundercats layer, the electronic mm-hmm. Thundercats layer, both of those. 
I gave both of those to him. I could have just gave him one, but I didn't. And all my He-Man figures, all my Thundercats figures went to him. I did keep my G.I. Joes. That was the only thing I held on to, but she convinced me to, and I, thinking about it now and, you know, how much money they spent to get the figures that I had in the two play sets and everything. I'm like, wow, that didn't hurt me so much as, you know, if she would have, I want to went off to college and she sold everything or gave everything away, then I would have been mad. But knowing that they were going to a needy family, I guess that helped some but now I'm still as, as nostalgic as I am now. I'm like, oh gosh, what was I thinking? I right. should have held on to most of that and gave him a couple of figures and you know the castle or something. But that helped, I guess, uh, giving away this stuff to somebody that I knew needed to, uh, some toys and some things like that was not less off. But yeah, the more that I think about it now, how much those things cost and you know, how much people were making back in the day. I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's kind of mind blowing. Well, see, and I, I never knew it was never my business. And my dad was never transparent about his salary. Never asked him either, but I knew that he worked longer hours towards the fall. And I remember asking, you know, you're, you're out so long or you're out working on a Saturday when you usually wouldn't. He goes, oh, mm-hmm. there's, and he was a gas delivery driver. So those big, long gas tankers you see filling up a gas station. That's what he drove. For those listening that may not have heard us recently, he would drive for seemingly hours. I remember him getting up at like four o'clock and we never see him until three o'clock in the, in the afternoon. And then a Saturday, which was a fluke for us because they would double up on a Friday. They would, they seemed to almost do that biblical Sabbath, you know, mm-hmm. take a couple extra hauls to the gas stations on, on Friday. So you didn't have to work on Saturday or Sunday or didn't have to drive the trucks on the weekend rather, mm-hmm. but the weekends were the overtime. So if they knew someone needed to run overtime, that's what they did. So I just know that he did that a lot towards the fall time frame, but he never said why he never, and I never pushed mm-hmm. the issue either. I didn't, you know, all my heads off going where's my daddy but yeah i i just find when you look at the prices and you look at what people the medium average american made back then you wondered how yeah. Um, yeah. we got by you know i i look at my truck my my 78 dodge truck i think they said the sticker price was five grand back then and that was you know brand new i know my dad got a small discount with it because he it was a i call it a scratch and dent model but it just <laughs> fascinates me still that you know five thousand i don't know what he was making but it was not you know he probably made payments on the truck yeah I know. yeah but uh, that was that, that's something that was cool about and has been cool about hot wheels and matchbox cars i i don't know what they went for back in the day i'm probably around 50 cents or something and they're still relatively cheap now a dollar maybe a little bit over a dollar in most places to get one. And that's the best thing. I mean, everybody can afford a matchbox and hot wheels and even, you know, I'm grateful (laughs) my boys when they were younger, once I got them into hot wheels and things, that's where we spent our money or our time was going through all the hot wheels cars and picking out a car when we'd go to Walmart or someplace. And they still have, 
hundreds of cars that they have not let go yet. I walked in my uh, son's room the other day and there they all are laid out on the, (laughs) on the carpet. He's 18 and I don't know what he was doing, but uh, if he was going through there and trying to get rid of some or what he was doing, but anyway, that's the great thing about Matchbox and Hot Wheels is they're affordable. I didn't mind buying one for in, but for both of them, you know, eventually when we were at the store, cause it was, you know, if I'm going to have to buy something, I thinking about back in the day and wanting like GI Joe's or He-Man or whoever, those are four or $5, $3, whatever. Right. Dollar is the cheapest way out. <laughs> so thank you, Hot Wheels, <laughs> for saving me money <laughs> over the years. But yeah, I, we were real big. And I guess we can just kind of end on this talking about, you know, what our experience is with our kids. We were in a real phase for several, several years with the Hot Wheels cars. And we had enough to, you know, block out the sun. And we did get rid of some and they kept some behind, but it was phases where they Jackson wanted all NASCAR race cars, you know, and had a good bit of those. And I was trying to find some on eBay, you know, save a little money. And then they didn't necessarily have all those in the stores. And if they did, they were, you know, three or four or $5 more because they're more detailed. They got rubber tires. And I think you guys are more uh, of the, uh, cars movie cars there at some point but uh we got to the point we had that uh car maker with the little wax sticks i don't know if you guys ever did that no they came with uh a couple bases like the metal bases of the car and i think there was packs that had different you could buy you know like two more bases and they'd give you these little wax sticks they were you know, about double the size and width of a crayon and you put in a little car machine and you had different molds. You had like two different molds that came with it and you could buy molds and, you know, with the bases in these other packs. And I think we ended up having about four molds, put the mold in the machine. You put that little stick in there, push the thing down, it melts it. And there's this little, thing that played like it's not really a song but like sound effects hmm. of uh i can't remember what the guy said it was like uh melting or working or whatever and then they there's this little alarm when the thing was ready and you pull it out you got your mold and pop the mold on top of the base and you made your own car and you could they right at the end between going to the from one color to the next, it would bleed a little bit. So you got a little bit of a different color kind of in the part of the car. So that was a real fun thing to do. And oh, we had this huge garage too. I think you guys had one similar at one point, if I remember right, when we visited, it was a multi-layer like parking mm-hmm. deck that uh, had little tracks that could take the cars all the way down to the bottom if they wanted to. But uh, that we bought one year. Santa brought them one year for Christmas because Santa didn't want to pay for the ultimate garage, which was like a hundred dollars versus that, which was like thirty or forty. Right. But yeah, so we we got into that. We got into Monster Jam and Monster Trucks. So we collected those. Had the we still have a couple cases of those trucks that they were into. So 
Yeah, it's just kind of evolved, you know, over their like elementary years of, uh, you know, this to that. And I don't remember necessarily going from different types of cars. I always had a hodgepodge of everything, but they seem to, you know, go from the NASCARs to monster trucks and they have a lot of, a lot of different variety, I guess now as well. But I know you guys were into the, the cars movie cars. We were, it was, uh, it started out with my oldest. We watched the movie or my wife was more just trying to get him in, interested in any car. And since it had a face on it, there was a character to it. Mm-hmm. I think we started like just one or two. And then he really got stuck with that and just <laughs> you know it was about i don't know every paycheck i'd get one it'll be a different one it wouldn't be i'd get mcqueen and then you know maybe the sheriff next and then maybe mm-hmm. whomever next and he really enjoyed it we still have quite a bit of those we did we did do a purge here some time ago because we had a lot of duplicates so we did a small purge but yes the, the multi-level garage we had that uh, Bosch was actually the brand. Yep. Uh, I think that was the same one we had. Yep. Uh, it came with like two cars. You know, it was multi level, like you said, and we'd have that going on. They enjoyed it until they wrecked it. <laughs> Not a bad wreck. What I mean is they started leaning on it and yeah. doing stuff where the plastic started not, not sitting upright. So, of course, it wouldn't go down or it would, the right, car would get yeah. hung up on a track mm-hmm. or something like that. So, we ended up having to, we donated it, but I wanted to go back a tick because I don't think I answered my own question, which was, did I have TV cars? Mm. You know, and I've probably said in the podcast before, but I did have quite the set of the Dukes of Hazard, primarily generally. And the, I never liked them because they weren't the right cars, but it was the sheriff cars mm-hmm. uh, in the car sets. They were the, they were the Pontiac Bonnevilles. And when you watch the Dukes, even the old big, huge cars from the early 70s that they had on the first few episodes of the dukes never looked like that bonneville but around the time frame they were selling these cars it was the later year 77 78 uh dodge monaco and plymouth furies that you saw mostly on the show and that's what they should have been using but those are the cars i had i think i did have a set that included like the general two cop cars and boss hog caddy. Now I can't find that caddy, uh, but I believe I had that at one point. And I, I had gone through, played with the generally so much that I would rub the stickers off. So you'd see the bald orange charger. You never saw a no water. You just saw a faint flag on the top. Yeah. Um, so eventually I would start nagging on my mom. Hey, can I get another generally? Hey, can I get another general? I think the one I had was called the Dixie challenger. Yep. And it was like the knockoff, whatever, matchbox. <laughs> right. And I had a knockoff too. It wasn't the Dixie Challenger. It was the it was along the lines of your grandmother's Plymouth Dart or Al Bundy's Mighty Dodge, which is really a Plymouth. Um, <laughs> it was that car and it was orange and it had a flag on the roof. And that was it. Uh, and I have two of those. Uh, I just came across them for this article that Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm starting to write. I came across them and those doors. Now they obviously open because it's, you know, they're not really the General Lee. And I had the Night Rider. I had a kit. We just talked about kit with the little puncher, I called it, but it didn't have, I didn't have the Comptron truck. 
just the puncher set. And I, I have come across my kit and I have it. I just can't, <laughs> I came across it a few years ago. Now I lost it. I don't know where it's at again. <laughs> I left it aside. I put it aside purposely and I can't remember where I put it aside to. I had a Jeep. It was a Hot Wheels Jeep, but it was not the Daisy's Jeep. But okay. I made it. You I made a Daisy's Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. I never really had a, a truck that even looked like Uncle Jesse's truck. What I would do, though, is try to copy my dad's truck, which was, you know, my 78 Dodge. I had a Dodge D50 matchbox car with a camper shell on it. And I would mimic that as my 78. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was, I was telling you that I had this preset parking lot, that truck was predominantly in there as well mm-hmm. as a General Lee. And like I said, there was always a third car. So the third car was the rotational, really. I would kind of mix that third car. It could be a, a 57 Chevy that I have, or it could be a Corvette. But that, I wanted to touch on that because like you said, you, yeah. you had your make-believe cars um oh i have them now too i felt deep when they did the retro line yep and I, the I hot wheels the same. yeah and th- now they they have released some in the actual more or less hot wheels size and style that's the 164 scale with the card back with the bubble you know because i have some kits and oh the delorean and <laughs> a lot of those pop culture cars, but when they did the retro line, the cars that were more detailed, I think they're a little bit bigger than the actual or regular hot wheel size. I went down a big rabbit hole because they made <laughs> everything. Yep. Uh, every movie, every TV series, you know, like Magnum PI, for instance, you had, of course, the Ferrari, but you also had TC's van and TC's helicopter, which I both have. Uh, and then uh, Knight Rider, they did kit. They did mm-hmm. car. I have a Super Pursuit mode kit. They did everything but the convertible Yeah, really. <laughs> for season whatever, four. But yeah, they just, oh, they have done everything. And I had to just tell myself, no more. Because I've got a bunch. I've got a the other thing I collect now, or or have collected when my boys were younger and they were picking up cars. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to buy this for myself. It seemed to be Batmobiles. I have I don't know, probably fifty Batmobiles <laughs> at various wow. eras. And well, that's right, you did collect um, that. I remember. I have a lot of Batmobiles. Some are just different styles as far as the paint goes. Uh, because a lot of the same molds they used over, but I have jumped on now. They do have the the larger cars. I don't know what size they are as far as scale goes, but they've done several Batmobiles. I picked up the new Batmobile from the the Batman movie that came out mm. just uh, two years ago, I think. Now, but and then the the '66 Batmobile I have in that larger size and the '89. So anyway, they have uh, sucked me in over the years on those TV and movie cars. Man, they've just done pretty much about everything now. So, well, what else do you have? Anything else you want to add? Or so you one put last a cap thing, on it? Uh-huh. Well, the one last thing I wanted to ask about it is, did you have any completely off-brand? And then they can go kind of smaller, bigger. You mm-hmm. Well, we never touched on the micro machines because oh, we you didn't. were yeah. 
you are a big micro machines guy, but what I the question I had was, do you have did you have some off balls like, for instance, I had this. I think I have about maybe eight of these little, all metal, and I mean completely all metal. They're shallow and or hollow inside, so they're just really like mm-hmm. um, I would call it the skin, the fenders, the roof. But there was no undercarriage like you would on a like a Hot Wheel or Matchbox that has like a, hmm. a you know a plate that resembles some of right. them like a, like a the drivetrain and so forth. And I had those, and they were mimicked more or less out of the AMC cars. They looked a lot like the old Gremlin, the AMX, mm-hmm. and some of those off yeah. cars. But they were. I would almost say they're in between the micro machine. They're a little bit bigger than the micro machine, but they were much smaller than the almost half the size of a matchbox or hot wheel. Yeah. I remember having the kind of knockoff cars, the dollar store cars, if you will, not necessarily those, but the ones with, that were plastic and they had the wheels that just would bend after using them a couple of times, you know, they were not, Mm -hmm sturdy at all and those usually were uh crushed by <laughs> larger trucks those are your junk cars you know when you're doing your demolition derby or something never really you know the the ones that i had that were what i would call the junk cars were actually metal matchbox cars you know that were just right played with to death but yeah, the the kind of dollar store cars. No, I've I've stayed away from those. I stayed away from those as a kid, and you know, you'd have a, a birthday or Christmas, and you know, an aunt or uncle may send you one of those kits that had several of them in there, and maybe some highway cones and different things. And you're like, oh, I'll I'll use the little accessories and things, but these cars are trash. No. <laughs> 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 so yeah i do remember some of the knockoff ones and i i was not a huge micro machines person they just hit kind of as, as i was getting out of playtime and we were getting into high school so i might have had a few but i didn't have any of the play sets that i can remember you know that opened up so I, yeah i must have you confused with someone else or maybe you're a mutual friend uh but i yeah. thought for sure you were the micro machines or at least a little bit more of a micro machines person no i i I remember having a few but they were just coming on the scene kind of as we were you know at least as i was getting out of that phase so i wasn't out buying cars but you know i was well i i bought some cars but i was mainly going for action figures and, and things too uh throughout the years and uh towards the end of that, probably more towards the action figures and mask and things like that. I, you know, 89, 90, I was finding those things on clearance and <laughs> right. stocking up my, uh, my mask arsenal, but not so much micro machines. No. So, okay. Well, uh, this was really fun, man. I love, you know, just even something simple like hot wheels and max cars can, spin another question like we were going back and forth about how our parents were affording all this stuff that we were getting really interesting conversation but would love to get you guys's uh thoughts on matchbox and hot wheels and some memories that you have of those uh hit us up on social media this week but yeah it'd be great to hear from you guys that's gonna do it i think 
Yeah. Well, again, thank you for listening, and we'll hope to see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to Memory Jogger. If we jogged a few of your memories, we'd love to hear about it this week. Visit the show notes for our Tell Me voicemail link and record your thoughts on today's topic or any others from our archive. We'll be sure to play it back on a future episode and give our reaction. You can also post your comments to our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, which is the home base for Memory Jogger and more 80s nostalgia. You can also find us on Twitter. Jason is at RD80s and I am at InfamousWV. And if you enjoy listening to the show, leave us a star rating or review in your podcast app of choice. Or better yet, share this episode on social media. Join us again next time as we challenge our brains on another episode of Memory Junkers.